0: This show is pre recorded and furnished by Frazier Productions.
1: Welcome to the Deciders. I'm Renee Fraser, the founder and CEO of Fraser Communications. We're the leading woman owned advertising communications firm in Southern California. We specialize at Fraser in changing behaviors to grow brands and work very hard to have a positive impact with communications so we can make the world a better place. Our show, The Deciders features leaders in their fields and change agents in their communities. And today we're going to be talking about resilience. I think something all of us try to develop in our lives and to believe that we have. I want you to think about how to make girls in our community happy, healthy, and more resilient. Do we all know how to do that? What would you say? Well, my guest today knows the answers to that. She is the CEO of Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles. Her name is Teresa Edikimi. Teresa is creating programs to help girls make the world a better place so you can imagine i have a place in my heart for this and i'm happy to say i'm a board member involved with the girl scouts of greater los angeles i was particularly impressed with Teresa, and some of the new programs that she's brought on board she's spearheading programs of positive youth development to inspire young people and to foster resilience and strength so girls are able to fight the stresses and the tensions that we see today. And it encourages them uh, to engage more in their communities, to become more their fuller selves. Teresa, welcome to The Deciders.
0: Thank you, Renee. It's so good to be with you and thank you for being a
1: board member. Absolutely. You know, as I reflect on this pandemic, Teresa, uh, I've seen the impact it's had on every community, right? And every company. It's been uh, interesting for all of us to deal with Zoom, and not being able to be in person. But when I think of young girls uh, and you know, girls from, I think it's probably age five or six to 18 or 19, mm-hmm. uh, girls who engage in Girl Scouts, I can only imagine how it's impacted them Can you tell us a little bit about how the pandemic has had an impact on Girl Scouts of Los Angeles? Sure.
0: Well, uh, typically at Girl Scouts, we deliver programming, the Girl Scout leadership experience to about 47,000 girls in person. And when the pandemic hit overnight, we had to transition to 100 percent remote delivery of those programs, as well as transitioning our staff and helping our volunteers navigate, for many of them, the new virtual environment. We also, of course, canceled our fundraising events. And so there was a lot going on in a very short time. I was very proud of how quickly we were able to do that and continue to keep girls engaged. Um, One of the unexpected positive impacts, though, of being in a virtual environment was that it did allow girls to access programs that some girls might not have pursued otherwise. And also we were gaining access to professional women um, that we could put together with girls to talk about career choices. That was an exciting benefit to being virtual. And then the other thing I think that I'm really happy to see is that because Girl Scouts was no longer taking place Uh, with troops after school. It was in people's homes. Parents were getting to experience what girls were doing in their troop meetings. And so they were watching the programs girls were experiencing like engineering or watching a troop of girls leading gender equity projects. Um, And so we not only had Girl Scouts, but we had Girl Scout Families. It was beginning to create families, and that's something I really want to take into the post-COVID world with us. Makes sense. I
1: think you know many of us are looking at hybrid versions. As we say, you know, we got kickstarted into digital in a way we never expected, right? And Zoom calls and the ability to uh, bring people together from around the world. The only limitation being the time zones so that people, instead of having to drive and plan to be at a location, could actually offer, like you said, their insights, their wisdom. And I love the fact that the moms and dads got to see what was really going on with Girl Scouts so that you'll continue that. What do you think was the benefit of that for parents? Did they get to a
0: higher sense of the value? You're exactly right. I think that there is sometimes when you think of Girl Scouts, you think cookies, or you might have a preconceived idea, you know, it's hula hoops and crafts. But what the modern Girl Scout experience is right now is not that at all. Um, It really is based on research by the Girl Scout Research Institute to on leaders developing leadership experiences that help girls really championing the change that they want to see in the world. So we are girl led, the largest girl led organization in the country. And so it is um, the, the uh, benefit that parents are getting to see the value of what girls get in this program
1: i really love that i love the motto courage confidence and character becoming a board member one of the things i asked about was how do we what are the metrics how do we measure the effectiveness of the program and i was really pleased to see that there are specific measures of in, gaining courage confidence, self-esteem boldness yeah. being willing to ask questions confidence that sense of who you are and then character so that it isn't just a set of words. It really does translate into actual behaviors and examples. And I like the idea of gender equity. Could you talk a little bit about one of those badges or programs? As you said, they're research based. I'd love to hear an example of one.
0: Well, I'll tell you, one of the most popular ones that girls are engaged with right now is actually our new democracy badges. Anything having to do with civic engagement how the government works, how to use their voice, to say, to make change that they want to see in the world. Girls are very stimulated by how they can become involved in government. And, you know, one of the sort of sad state of affairs right now in education is that civics is not taught Um, in um, as frequently as perhaps maybe you and I, as we were growing up, were um, engaged with civics. And there are some places in which kids get no civic uh, lessons at all. And Girl Scouts has really stepped into that void and our girls are hungry for it. Um, These badges are flying off the shelves because they want to learn more and they're going deeply into the topic. So they may, they start in the area that they are interested in and then they spiral down into very um, uh, detailed and deep um, learning around uh, democracy. And uh, I like I, that. I, we need to have women's voices at the table. You know,
1: one of my, personal principles is that uh, I I work very hard to get women to leadership roles because I know when they make the decisions and guide a company or a government entity, uh, you see a lot more humanity and more positive results. But that comes from training, right? And there are some women who who move into civic engagement because their parents were very civically involved. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they're not enough. So Mm -hmm. this is great training to hear that the Girl Scouts is doing that. And our early experiences shape a lot of what we do later in life, so I'm really happy to hear that. In
0: fact, there was a recent uh, study uh, put out about the um, what we're calling the Girl Scout difference. It's about it was uh, following alums, Girl Scout alums, and um, the study showed that 84% of girls who were Girl Scouts versus non-Girl Scouts are more likely to hold leadership roles. And um, 79% became more responsible members of their communities. So we know the programming works. Yes. We know that even if you're exposed to Girl Scouts, even for a year, you have instilled and begun to grow some of these um, courage, confidence, and character competencies. I, I love
1: it. I love it. And, you know, leadership is a key word for me. I Uh, we recently did that program for you to help with facebook and instagram uh, content for the girl scout cookies and i was surprised quite a few of our women had been uh, girl scouts and i see the leadership qualities in them i I've now started to build it into my interviewing process
0: that's fabulous well you are a wonderful leader i've watched you in action and your team is fabulous and i love that we were working with all women it was it was female powered all well thank
1: through. you thank you we were <laughs> delighted to, to do that let's talk about more of the programs i mean one of sure. the big things of course uh, with any kind of scouting program
0: mm-hmm.
1: is what do you do outdoors and mm-hmm. what did they do for the summer how okay. did you
0: change or pivot for the summer. Yeah. Well, that was really interesting. I mean, outdoors is foundational to girl scouting, right? you, that is one of those things that you automatically associate with girl scouts. And so when the pandemic, when we went remote in March, we knew immediately we were going to have to cancel our summer program, which was very painful, but we also, because we didn't want girls to miss out, uh, on some of those experiences, our staff, who I am extremely proud of, um, came up with an idea quickly, which was basically camp in a box. um, And we called it Camp the Remix. And basically, they created seven weeks of experiences for girls, both virtual and outdoor, um, that were themed. Each week was themed. And the girls, everything the girls needed for that week that they wanted to attend would arrive at their front door. And what was so wonderful about it is that it some of the some of the activities the girls would do together virtually, but then they also had things they were required to do outdoors in their backyard and then they would come back and talk about it. What was interesting again going back to that family dynamic where parents Love the idea of getting outside. They would go outdoors and then together they all came up and had experiences, you know, outdoor experiences. Some of them actually would send us pictures and they would create fire and do, and, and cook s'mores because they said, you know, you can't do camp without s'mores. So they would create even, they would build off of what we had, you know, sent them. So it, it, it was
1: hugely successful. That's great. That's great. I think, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have predicted that, right? Especially since it was your first time out. It's like, okay. Yeah. Let's see what will happen. That's fabulous. I think, uh, again, a good lesson for the next time, right? As you move into the post COVID period, you know, talking about post COVID and we're 2021, what do you see happening as we see an increase in vaccinations? We're a little over 50% at this point, what do you see happening to Girl Scouts
0: in the summer and then in the fall? So uh, there has definitely been a pent up demand for camp. Uh, we are we are opening our camps uh, this summer, both day and overnight camps. However, at 50% capacity due to you know health concerns and and COVID protocols, but we sold out immediately. Um, and so very, of course, very excited about that. And we have a brand new camp that we were supposed to bring online last summer, Camp Lakota that in, in Fraser Park, that we are just, really excited for girls to be on the property after waiting so long, you know, to to bring them on.
1: Yeah. Um, You have some great properties. And, uh, you know, I I also think it's interesting. You had centers where where girls Mm -hmm. could come together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But unfortunately, with COVID, I think you've had to close some of those, right? Yeah, all of them,
0: you know, because that would be, those were staff offices and volunteer trainings and places where girls would gather and have troop meetings. And we had 20 properties and they were all closed.
1: Yeah. Well, there had to be some cutting back. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there had to be tough decisions and priorities made. Absolutely. Uh, but it also was a time of innovation. And it's one of the reasons I asked you if we could do this interview. I, you heard me at the outset talk about resilience. I think a lot of us are trying to find tips and ways to be more resilient. But when I think of teenage girls and young girls, mm-hmm. And how difficult this has been, even more uh, disconcerting. Then I got the notice that you folks were doing a three-part series, Raising Resilient Girls. Tell us about the program and what gave you the idea.
0: Well, you know, we know the pandemic has exacerbated already challenging circumstances for girls. Uh, You know, we've heard about learning loss and feelings of isolation and, and other mental health issues. And in fact, we hear directly from our Girl Scouts that they are deeply concerned about stress, anxiety, and depression that they and their peers are experiencing. Um, because we are a girl-led organization, um, again, our Girl Scout Research Institute took on the research of mental health, along with a group of high school Girl Scouts who served as advisor and, and participated in the research. And so the three-part series that you're referring to, Raising Resilient Girls, is our response to this research. As you said, it's a three-part panel series of experts in the field of mental health, and they interact with parents. We typically hold programs for girls, and this was really a departure for us because we felt that in order to support girls, we needed to support families. And so this is open to any adult who cares for girls. So parents, teacher coaches, um, caregivers, um, because we want to support adults in understanding what girls are going through right now. And I have a, a special gift for you. If, um, your uh, listeners would like, our next panel is on May 19th, and it will focus specifically on learning loss and anxiety about reentering school. And I'd like to offer it free to your listeners. All they have to do is go to our website, click on Raising Resilient Girls, and type in the word GUEST, in all caps, G-U-E-S-T. And they can be our free guests. Well, wow, thank you. I really,
1: really appreciate that. We'll make sure that if you don't mind, I'll ask you to mention that at the end of the show and we'll put yeah. it on our social media as well, Teresa. That's great. great. You know, I have attended these and I, I I see the value in them for myself as well as for me as I, I work with my uh, daughters. And mm. I, I think... uh. It's a fabulous statement about Girl Scouts, like you said, supporting the family. Interesting too, that's been a theme in many of your comments. It w- wouldn't surprise me as you go forward uh, that there's some thought to how do we engage with the family. One of the things I know from being a Girl Scout myself, the more the parents see the value and feel it themselves, the more likely they are to keep you engaged. Because as you well know, uh, girls go through, I want to play violin. I'm going to be on the soccer team. I'm going to uh, join debate. And and for the parents, it becomes, well, how do we choose some of these conflict and time and chauffeuring that one has to do? Yeah. So you've got to make sure the parents
0: see the value. The girls may not always articulate it. That's so but- true. And, and, and you're absolutely right about the value proposition. And um, parents have so much competing for their attention right. Um, and the, and you know, they have a lot of choices to make. Uh, so we feel that if, if we can really, um, show parents the value of Girl Scouts in a girl's life and what, what kind of trajectory that sets her on, um, that they are more likely to stay in Girl Scouts, which, which is what we Hope. Absolutely. I, I know there's a lot of research.
1: The longer you stay in, the more value you get from it. And I've seen that in other programs. You know, what I like about the Girl Scouts is this emphasis of both on leadership and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, it wasn't even a consideration that you would be an entrepreneur, especially if you were a girl, right? Yeah. Whereas now, it's a part of what's possible for all. I sit on the Grimes uh, Center for Entrepreneurship at USC for the Marshall mm-hmm. School. Yeah. 50% women you know, in, the, in their MBA program and in the entrepreneurship. That's obviously a part of Girl Scouts. Tell us how it manifests itself with Girl Scouts.
0: Well, one of the biggest and most popular way is with our cookie program. So, you know, we have the best cookie entrepreneurs. And um, so the financial literacy piece that goes with that is what they're really interested in. And these girls, they love setting up their digital business they love going out and interacting with customers learning how to count you know learning how to uh, uh, forecast inventory Ooh. um you know the skills that these girls get in what seems like just a very simple act of you know selling a box of cookies is really incredible um and and being an entrepreneur myself and having that in my background i was super excited to join Girl Scouts to engage girls in that entrepreneurship uh, piece of Girl Scouts. I think it's great. Now, thinking about the Girl Scout cookie
1: program, that's a major source of income for the Girl Scouts, right? Because to join the Girl Scouts, there's a a relatively small fee, but it goes to the national organization. Right,
0: it's $25, Uh uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, there wasn't the opportunity to set up outside the grocery stores where many of us uh, would realize we we should be buying cookies. So you mentioned setting up the website. Talk a little bit about what the
0: girls did to sell cookies and how much progress they made. Well, in years past, we really had no need for marketing because the marketing was a girl standing outside of a store, right? right. When you walked right. out, you saw them everywhere. Right. Um, and so, you know, and, and that worked beautifully. And our girls got such great people skills in learning how to say, you know, ask about asking someone if they'd like to purchase a cookie and telling them what they're going to do with their proceeds. Um, uh, because part of the money stays, uh, it, it works, uh, it's given to the council, we run our programs, but the girls also keep money. And then the girls decide how they put that back into the community with projects, which is a really lovely, you know, circle. But this year, because it was not uh, They weren't allowed to be out in stores and they weren't allowed to gather in groups. Um, The girls set up digital businesses and sent out uh, emails um, and learned how to basically run an online business. From a national level, we made a deal with an arrangement with Grubhub. For delivery. We knew demand would still be there. Everyone loves Girl Scout cookies, but how were we going to get cookies to people if girls weren't out there? And so Grubhub seemed like a, a, a wonderful way to do that. And they were spectacular in their partnership with us. I, I just can't say enough. And the girls were involved in the, the back end of how Grubhub works mm. and how they then became involved in making sure that those orders were came in, that those orders were packaged. There were elaborate thank you notes. And then they made sure that they were there on site when a customer was either picking up or the Grubhub driver would arrive. So, they they really were involved in every step of the process, and it was good for them to see what it looks like to run a business like RobHub. Absolutely.
1: They, they learned marketing, they learned distribution, they learned mm-hmm, sales, mm-hmm. Uh, and e-commerce obviously is a great place for young people to learn. Now, there are so many e-commerce opportunities out there. I'm glad to hear it worked as well as it did. You know, when I I think about the Girl Scout program and the cookies, I think about the fact that, um, as you said, girls are learning what to do, but they're also um, learning how to work with each other, right? And collaborate. Social media, a great way to promote each other's uh, cookies. And uh, I know in our case, we end up buying a number of cookies specifically for our clients, which was wonderful. And I have learned about a a troop of girls who are are experiencing homelessness. Yes. And we bought our cookies from them, knowing the money would go to their program. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I think for most people, that's eye-opening that they would come together like that.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And thank you for purchasing those cookies and supporting those girls because that troop, that was the first time they ever uh, engaged in the cookie program. So they've been a troop for a few years. Um, and led by a wonderful volunteer who also happens to be a judge, um, but um, they decided that they wanted to. This was the year they wanted to participate in cookies. Um, but your your point of um, not what you expect is is one of the reasons why I so love my job, because um, there are troops of girls that are experiencing homelessness. There are troops that meet in women's prisons because they're, they're bound, they're bonded because their moms are all incarcerated, but they have their troop meeting inside prison and then they visit their parents. So there are so many ways that girl scouts um, are experiencing the sisterhood of girl scouts. And I've uh, been privileged to hear from girls directly of stories of how, you know, Girl Scouts came into their life at at a time when, you know, they may have been bullied or uh, didn't have a lot of friends or just, you know, felt, um, you know, judged and to, you know, have that group of girls who, you know, say the promise and the law and are bound by those words and those actions, Um, it really makes them feel empowered and like they can do anything.
1: I I like hearing that, you know, as a donor and as a a board member, it's good to know these girls are being um, uh, nurtured and then really rising above all kinds of circumstances We only have a couple of minutes left, Teresa. I thought it might be nice to hear your perspective, because you came out of the private sector into the nonprofit sector. Changes, things you didn't expect, advice you would give to people who are thinking about making that kind of transition?
0: Mm, That's a great question. Well, um, I think that um, many people have a heart for nonprofit work um and i would just say that you need to learn that is that does that heart for nonprofit mean you actually want to work in a nonprofit and run a nonprofit with all of the challenges of you obviously you have to do more with less um sometimes it might mean you're a volunteer sometimes it might mean you are a donor Um, It might not mean go and run a nonprofit. (laughs) But for those people who are energized from uh, the work of and the mission of nonprofits, I can't imagine a better job in the world. I I think I have the best job on the planet and I couldn't Uh be happier, Um, even during the pandemic, even during all the challenges that we're facing, um, because I believe in the results and, and what ha- the transformation that happens with girls after uh, interacting with the Girl Scout experience.
1: Well, Teresa, you are a true change maker and thank you for all that you do. I, I know you're changing girls' lives uh, every day. And I admire the work that you're doing and the patience that it takes, uh, uh, particularly in, in these difficult times. So I look forward to a, a year of board engagement and learning more. I'm going to have to close out the show no, now. And thank you. This has been a conversation with Teresa Edie Keeney. She's the CEO of Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles and a promoter of Creating Resilient Girls and Women. I'm going to ask her to speak one moment about the possibility of attending the event on May 19th, Building Resilient Girls. Teresa, can you give us that code again? You bet.
0: So go to GirlScoutsLA.org, click on Raising Resilient Girls, and put in the code GUESTS Capital G U E S T.
1: Thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you all for listening and spending time with us on the Deciders. You know about Fraser Communications. You can visit our website to hear our podcast anytime at FraserCommunications.com. Have a great week ahead and see you next weekend.
0: This show is pre recorded and furnished by Fraser Productions.